to another episode of A Little Something to Wine About with your hosts, Siobhan Camille. And Ta'e Michelle. Where we whine, W-I-N-E, about life, love, relationships, personal growth, and more because sometimes you just need to whine a little. As you can see, today is a Wine with the Guys episode and we'll be talking about mariage, marriage. <laughs> so again, grab your favorite red, white, or rosé and join us on the couch. As always, please drink responsibly. We are not responsible for your foolishness, so don't drink and drive. No. Don't no, walk and drink right. and all of that. Just stay safe, people. Stay Why, safe. Walk and drink? Yes. If you can't walk and drink, you might want to put the glass. People back. can't walk and drink on the phone. <laughs> Let's be serious about how people have almost gotten okay. hit by cars. Touche. Touche. <laughs> I will give you that. Hello, beautiful people. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful week. Um, as you know, we are here to talk about marriage. I will not be giving a wine fun fact today because I want to jump right on in to this topic. And I really, we really want to hear from the guys. You know, a lot of times when you hear marriage, we hear it from a woman's perspective and a sprinkle here and a sprinkle there of a man's point of view. So this time we said, you know what? We're just going to let the men talk tell us their experiences, their thoughts, um, how they process things, and just dive right deep in into the whole conversation of marriage. But of course, first, we have to know, what are you whining on? So Siobhan, what's your wine of choice for this topic today? So today, in honor of September 17th, which is National Grenache, or Grenache, if you're French, day, I have a Grenache. I have a Grenache by Castillo de Montserrat. It is a Spanish Grenache that was recommended to me by the guy in the store because I knew nothing about Grenache. And this man to my left was with me when I got this because it said I need a Grenache. And the guy was like, All right, well, here's a, I really recommend this. It's really good on this shelf. It's great. It's got this, this, this. Or there's another one over there that's a little, you know, it's a little less powerful. I said, Well, I've never had a Grenache in my life. He said, Okay, well, we're going to go for here. <laughs> okay. I can appreciate your wine store because, as I stated before in previous episodes, mine will be like, Yeah, you can go over there somewhere and find out I don't have nothing for you. <laughs> So yeah, I definitely can appreciate very... your wine store. <laughs> they are knowledgeable. They are knowledgeable. Very, very. Okay, so for me, I'm not exactly popping grapes today because I have had this wine before. I am having the Vaga Italiana um, Pinot Grigio. Uh, if you think this, the name of this wine sounds familiar, it's because we did have this for our uh retake wine out um so what i decided to do is actually give it its own episode and what better episode than marriage would a good pinot grigio go with the subjects <laughs> so um 
let's introduce our guests. I'm sorry, that was so rude of us. We have our guests. We're going to let them introduce themselves to you. First up, we have whomever wants to go first. Hey, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> what's up everybody this is b cox uh thank y'all for having me here tonight i'm the host of the vault classic music reviews podcast also producer and co-host and contributor on the raw sex podcast with my boy dominique marks every monday you can catch the vault excuse me every friday you can catch the vault every monday at nine o'clock you can catch the raw sex every friday morning as well and i'm glad to be here thank you all for having me on um i'm interested in taking part in this topic um so i don't know if i introduce my drink while i'm here but yes yes absolutely so so not to disappoint anyone but i don't have any wine um (laughs) but i am drinking on an alcoholic beverage in this glass i have a nice and neatly poured uh glass of bacardi okar spiced rum um, it's one of the okay. lesser known uh, rums that Bacardi puts out. It's actually an offshoot that they don't actually make anymore, but because they've pro- they produce so much in surplus, they still are selling them in stores. So every time I see a bottle of this, I have to pick it up. Yeah, grab it. And it's grab very it. and it's very smooth. Um, you could actually drink it straight, and you can enjoy it with everything from dinner to a cigar to just nothing at all. So mm. this is what I'm sipping on tonight: Bacardi Ocart. Well, oh, cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I'm returning guest. <laughs> I'm Marshall, aka Kazmir, aka DJ Kaz. Um, I don't AKA Blue Friend, aka Brother, aka that, 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 um, I do enjoy this podcast. I do try to keep up with it. So um figure I get my point on things. And while you don't have a podcast, you do do our music. Absolutely. The outro to this. Um I have done for several podcasts and that's what I do. So right. hey. so Shout wonderful. The creators. Yes. So wonderful, wonderful, wonderful friend of the podcast, friend and family member of the podcast. So I'm going to get right off to it. So for those who don't know, um, Marshall, boo friend, dot, 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 everything else has previously been married and no, 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 he was engaged. I'm sorry, engaged. And that didn't quite go as planned. Um, so, um, so that's your perspective. So, so that will be his perspective. Yes. And our friend, Mr. Beacox here mm-hmm. is on the newlywed train gearing yes, up yes, to yes. jump the room. So we have a fresh perspective coming from his angle. So I'm going to just get right to it. Mm-hmm. What? My first question is, what made you decide, both of you, I want to get married. I want to do this. This is the one. I'm done. Mm. Okay. You want me to go first, I'm going to let you go first because, you know. No problem. Let me. Definitely different. All right, well, let me before I. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get in trouble now, okay? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Um, 
So let's rewind a little bit. Uh, even before I met my, my soon to be wife, um, I've kind of, you know, I've been single for a long, I was single for a long time. Um, I was single. I lived alone. I worked. Um, and then I sort of hung out with, you know, friends and family and everything else. But my dating life really didn't really work out that great. I mean, to be quite honest, when it came to dating, especially in my 20s, it was a lot of, you know, one-off dates here. You know, find somebody, y'all are cool, y'all hang out for a little bit, y'all might be vibing, some reason to the next, things end, you know? I take responsibility for some of that. I also place responsibility on some of the women I were dealing with. And I think at a certain point in my 20s, I just sort of got to a mode where I was just like, all right, you know, you know, let's, let's F it, you know, just... We gon' right we gon' we gon' we gon' yeah, and and that and that's and that's what I was doing. I did a lot of online dating, um, and a lot of those didn't end in you know escapades and whatever you call it. It it ended mostly in just a lot of dates and really getting to know some really cool people. But what I found out a lot about online dating and the older that I got is that man, it's rough out here, and that was like. I don't know, 10, seven to 10 years ago. And I kind of took a break after a while. And, you know, you go through people and like you have friends and then friends try to hook you up with people. And we know sometimes that can work out and sometimes it can't. Um, and you do more get some often good than stories. Not, yeah, we got some good stories. I mean, then I, I had a couple, you know, was in a steady relationship with someone for about a year or so. And I thought that that was the one, you know, but... <sighs> really difficult circumstances. Um, I pretty much found myself on the, you know, the receiving end of the fact that I was being played, you know, because mm -hmm. he was seeing me and another man at the same time. And the way that I found out was, it was pretty depressing, you know, like after mm -hmm. I went through the rage cycle and I was like, you know, angry, I just kind of like fell into like a mini depression after a while. Mm -hmm. At that point, I wasn't like, although I don't want to talk to no women. I only want to try to find a woman to have sex. Like, you know, let me just, let me just chill, you know, and I chilled for a long time. So I didn't really engage in any more dating or anything else like that. So something actually just told me, all right, let me see if I can give this a shot. Cause I was starting to get older at this point. I was in my mid thirties. I'm like, yo, if, if I'm going to get married and if this thing is going to happen for me, it's got to happen soon, which is funny because we get into that narrative, right? And we often think when we're talking about dating and courting that women think a lot, especially because of obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, well, you got to find somebody because it isn't because of that and everything else and biological clock. But the thought is that I don't know. People think that guys don't go through that. Well, mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that we do, you know, because mm -hmm. I went through it. And um, yeah. then as I talked to some other guys, that, you know, whether it's friends and then people from college and you run into people from college that have been married and already had kids. And then you added a group of us who were kind of like not found anybody yet. And we were kind of all going through the same thing. And it wasn't, it was sort of a mixture of things of circumstances and all, all the different things that comes with dating and growing up and being mature and, and dealing with people and all the different things that comes with learning um, someone and getting to know someone. And how mm -hmm. difficult that part alone can be, you know, because sometimes if you don't even get through that, then the rest of it isn't even worth it. So, right. so I up and out of nowhere, you know, at this point, I really wasn't going to the club anymore. I mean, I wasn't really doing like brunch or happy hour or anything else like that. So what did I do? I jumped on online dating again. And so I jumped on an app 
a particular app. Um, I'll let y'all know it was coffee meets bagel. And, um, I ran into like a few matches and talked to some, to some women and, you know, things turned out like I had a couple of nice conversations on the phone with some, but it just, nothing ever really seemed right. And it was just always like, it seemed as though the women I were looking for was looking for something that I guess I couldn't give them. And then I stumbled across her. Um, and almost instantly I knew something was different. See, it's sort of like, okay, like you guys, when you drink a good wine, right. And when, when either you've heard about it or you try something, you're just going to be like, well, let me go ahead and see what this is about. And when you have a really, really good one, like that first, those first couple of sips that you take, you know, when it sits, swirl it around, you can sort of taste like the fruits and the woods, like all that sort of happened and materialized. It's really strange for me to be able to explain it, but I could see it was something different. So we started our conversation. We talked. Um, we had similar backgrounds as far as culturally was concerned. We grew up actually not too far from each other. Um, you know, uh, we were in similar situations in our lives. We were at and around the same age. We were both kind of looking for the same thing. Well, you know, we agreed to go on dates. We went on a first date and we went on another one. And then by the time we were on, I think maybe date number four or five, it was like, all right, well, you know, this is what are we doing? <laughs> like, what are, like, but I don't even think that's the thing. I don't even think we like, that conversation of what are we doing? Because it wasn't even like that. It was like, okay. all right. So like an unspoken I, not, yeah, like I, so, understanding. Yeah, because there was never like anything like like I so you know we go together now, right? Like nah, it was never any <laughs> like almost like it naturally and organically happened. I mean, again, I know this is really weird to hear coming from a guy's mouth, but it organically happened. So that was the thing that I was missing for I don't know however many years I was looking for something, whatever it was that I thought that I was looking for. And by the time that we got together and into a relationship, I got to a point where it was just like, all right, well, I can't, you know, there's nothing else I want to do. And I don't have to look for anybody else. You know, this is it. You know, um, I've been out here. I've been in the dating game. I know what's out there. You know, fellas, I, I know, I know what's out there. So, so, so at this point, you know, it was just like, you know, I, I didn't, I knew that I had found her and I was just like, okay. So it, I had to sort of get the thing like, all right, well, you know, this is the woman you want to marry. How are you going to propose? You know, it's ring. What is the ring going to be like and everything? And I didn't even have to go around and search for a whole lot of things. Like what kind of ring? I got to heard guys agonize about the ring they're going to buy and everything else. I went to one store looked at a couple of rings and I saw one and I was like, that's the one I want. And I know that's the one that she wants. And I know that it's just perfect for her. And it was. And so you, it's a feeling that is so strange. It's almost like nothing had to be said, had to be agreed on or had to be talked about. Mm. It was almost like it just was. So how did I know? That's how. Okay. That's, that's good. That's good. I mean, you 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 stated a, a lot of true facts in that. Um, that's not something that you hear from 
a, a male, you know, something being organic, something happened naturally, you know, you usually hear those type things, you know, and say it from a female. And it's funny that you say that because when a female says it, everybody goes, oh, well, you're romanticizing or you're, you know, the whole ordeal, but to hear that, no, these are like conversations that and feelings that men have. Um, it's actually comforting um, mm. to know that, hey, it's not just us, you know, stop stereotyping us. It's not mm-hmm. just us. Um, <laughs> but it's also great to hear a man say it because now for other guys that are out there, no, you're not weird. You have feelings too. <laughs> I mean, I know you hear it now right. all the time. But, you know, just to reiterate, I guess. Okay, yeah. so come on, Marshall. <laughs> Mr. O, Miles is completely different. He, he oh, put that out there God, off yeah. the break. Mine was different. So, <laughs> when this all started, and yes, it wasn't once, it was twice. I was engaged twice. All right. To the same? No. 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 Oh, well, praise the Lord. Tell right. us about right. it. Praise the Lord. Um... I can honestly say when this all started, I wasn't looking for marriage. That's not what I was looking for. That's not how this started. Um, And I can't really say that I was looking for companionship. It was more so the first engagement was trying to fix a situation that really wasn't associated to that. And by that, I mean this. My first child, I was not with her mom. We didn't date. We didn't hang out. We were not boyfriend and girlfriend. It was what it was. A situationship. Yes. Well, no, no. Even less. It was less than that. Mm. It was a. It was a what's up? Look, look. But but (laughs) so the thing is, we were cool though. We were cool, but it was a what's up, and it it stayed a what's up the entire time. That's what that was. Mm. And child born. Okay, I'm not going to fuss. I'm going to do everything that I can to take care of this child. Not thinking about the fact that by not having a mother and father in the household together, you don't know what you're going to put this child through. I didn't think about that when all this was going on. I was being selfish, like most people. So after that, who I dealt with, it was more of a different time. Like I, you know, I'm a nine to five worker now. I ran the streets then. So different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And this person ran the streets with me, almost like a Bonnie and Clyde type situation. She blended with that situation. We got caught up. She was pregnant. And I'm like, I'm not going to do what I did the first time. I'm going to make this right because I grew up in a household, mother, father, married. They're still married. Matter of fact, uh, what is today? The 25th? The 28th is their anniversary, which they'll be 46 years old. Oh, oh, wow. So, you know, I'm like, I'm giving you a hand clap. Sorry not to answer what. I'm giving you a hand clap for seven. I'm telling you. Because of that, they've gone through the ups and downs. They've had, they've gone through the trials and trust and believe I've seen some of them, but that's their business, not mine. But they managed to pull through. They did it together. And I'm thinking, okay, as a child, let me let me make this official. But I was young. You know, this definitely was a different time. I was in my early 20s. And 
I said it, but I don't know anything about marriage. Yeah, you know, I, I know what I've seen, but you don't know the commitment, the sacrifices, the compromises. You don't know what it takes to do it at that age. So that situation didn't make it far simply because we both had different views on life at that moment. And it was because of that time. Because not too long after that, I changed. Not too long after that, you know, my thought process changed. You know, I need to be, uh, my foundation needs to be a little more, you know, solidified than what it is now. I need to actually start to think about retirement, 401ks, uh, insurance, being on a long-term job, you know, uh, guaranteed money, things of that nature. So what I was doing then had to change. That lifestyle changed and that relationship did not work out. All right. Um, from then, let's say six, seven years later, I want to say it was about six or seven years later. It was three years later that I met somebody else. Three years in, again, during that time, I was performing. I was on the road, I was doing background vocals, I was writing, it was all about music. And this person's life was all about music. The music side of it blended, it blended well. We were business-minded people during that time. Um, we, you know, the things that we did for fun, especially during that age, it worked out, it balanced out. We did see eye to eye on a lot of things then. And this was 2007, 2008-ish. So things worked out well, and then all of a sudden, it came to a crashing halt. Just stop. Nothing led up to it. I didn't hate that person. They didn't hate me. We just stepped off from each other. Just like that. Almost like the wind changed, blew the other directions. Um, because nothing was really wrong, it was like bad timing. I ended up finding out later that you know she was pregnant. Part of the reason why the wind shifted, you know, different chemical imbalances and stuff like that. So when I found this out and the relationship that I was currently in, you know, it was, it was situational. It was what it was. But I was looking at that time for something a little more solid. When this presented itself, I'm like, well, what better way to solidify something? There's a child. Let me see what I can build. All right. Now, when it first started, I'm not going to lie. I give it the first year. First year was fine. Everybody was ready to build. Everybody was ready to work together, try to get things straight and all that stuff. And after that first year, you have to grow with the relationship. You have to start to understand the person that you're in the relationship with. You have to give a little, take a little. That's not how this went. It never went down that path. But within the first year of being with this person and already having a year or two in before it crashed, I was like, you know, this is it. This is a good balance. We're both pushing for the same things. We're willing to sacrifice. We're willing to do this because that's how it started. And then the engagement. I can honestly say nothing was right after the engagement. Mm -hmm. Nothing. So I have a question. Do you think that after proposing um, and, and being you guys this as well, do you think that after proposing um, a woman's mindset or maybe the women you have come in contact with 
you know, in this situation changed or their outlook changed or have you seen a change in, um, in, you know, your fiance? Um, and if so, was it a, do you, is it positive? Is it negative? Is it something that you, you know, tell me what are your thoughts and feelings in reference to the change? If there is one. Me or both of you. Both of you. I know because you mentioned that yeah. it was a change. So I, I we definitely get the gist that mm-hmm. something shifted because like you said, it didn't mm-hmm. happen. And for me in another on another uh, side of that with him proposing and it coming up, has he seen a change in reference to not just excitement, just behavioral, maybe comfortability. Did I say it right? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I said yeah. it right. Okay. <laughs> I, I am working. Okay. My tongue does things and my mind does something else sometimes. Okay. It's so, all good. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So, like, that's what I'm asking if that made it clearer. Mm. <laughs> um, were there changes? Yeah. Uh, I think there were, but the changes were all subtle. And I think it's sort of similar to the way that things change when it's like, I hate to have to say it this way. It sounds terrible when you get a new job and that job is 40 minutes away and you have to change your behavior when you get up. Okay. I have to go to bed earlier. I have to wake up earlier. I have to make sure that I do this before I go to sleep. You know, when you used to live or work right down the street, you know, it's cool. I can roll out of the bed 45 minutes before work and get to work on time. And no. So the changes were, the changes were like, I guess, procedural. I mean, it was just like, Hey, all right, we're, we're, we're an item. We're together. We're, we're working on becoming one. It's not just me. I got to include her in any decision that it is that I make, because this is the way it's going to be from here on out and vice versa with her sharing things with me. Um, Attitude or nothing didn't change. I mean, because we we have common goals and we want the same things in life. Obviously, it helps when you have a partner that has a similar or same goals and you want the same things out of life. So if anything, the only thing that changed was really just the encouragement. Now, mind you, after we got engaged, a couple of months after that, it's COVID. So wow. Things shut down. Wow. And at that time, and at that time, we weren't living together. So, okay. you know, um, but if anything, what it did is that it did bring us a little bit closer together. If it, if that was at all possible, because, you know, COVID, where was I at? Grocery store, home working, and then on the weekends up with her and spending mm-hmm. time with her. And those times in the weekends that I spent time with her, you know, I wanted to make sure that we made the most of that time. And it was not just of, you know, whether it was just cuddling or watching television or watching movies, it's about having conversations, you know, and talking about things and not just about the wedding ceremony, but also talking about the marriage. I mean, having conversations about stuff like, Hey, when we buy a house, these type of things that we need to talk mm-hmm. about, Hey, when we're talking I about savings, so. things we want to do, <laughs> stuff like that, you know? <laughs> those type of things. Like you start talking about and visualizing this roadmap that you want to at least, you know, map out for yourself before you actually get to the altar and say, I do now, you know, you know, that that's, that's really what changed. I mean, it sounds idealistic, but that's, I mean, it's the facts, you know, I mean, nothing really changed. I mean, I put a ring on her finger um, and we got to work 
That's really what it, it boils down to. I mean, you have to have those conversations about responsibility. I mean, oh yeah, because you're no longer going to be two people or two individuals mm-hmm. going through this world alone. You're going to have to, it's a partnership now. So you have to go talk to your partner about what this partnership is going to be. So that completely makes sense. Um, yeah. So I'll say to you, Marshall Casimir, <laughs> that you saw, you saw the changes. You said, you know, flat, like there were changes. So what changes did you see? Um, that were like red flags going, oh. So no. <laughs> the thing is, your single life changes. You're no longer single. Like right. even during the dating period, if it didn't change then because you're dating, once the engagement hits, you should be focused more on the marriage, the family that you've started to create, uh, you know, solidifying that foundation, uh, planning for, okay, what's going to be our short-term goals, what's going to be our long-term goals. And that never really happened. And I'm not going to push everything on that person because, you know, when you start to see flags, communication, like you said, communication is key. Mm-hmm. Understanding, like you Ooh. really have to like you have to be willing to, even if you don't understand the other person, try because yes. you're not going to understand everybody's mind state. You're not going to understand the reason why people do what they do, because in their mind, a lot of times they feel like they're not in wrong. Mm-hmm. They feel like it's justifiable. It's and that's not that may not be how you see it, but you have to take in consideration. Okay, let me think about this for a second. We never truly got to the conversation side of moving forward. We just started to move forward. But the thing is, when you move forward, you're supposed to go together. We kind of went like this. And I'm not saying one went more down than up, but we parted ways. So we still moved forward, but we started to go like this. One had their way of thinking and the other had their way of thinking. I had my way of thinking. And we never start, we never stopped to think about it before we started making, adding to the family. Mm. So instead of focusing on us, now we have to focus on responsibilities, obligations. You know what I mean? There was the one thing that I've learned from that, if I don't take anything else from that situation, is find the common grounds, grow on it have a friendship, like actually be friends with your partner if you can. And I say that because, you know what? Arranged marriages worked back in the day for one reason. They came in with the common cause of wanting to be married and willing to do what it takes to to make it work. Even if they didn't like or love that person, they were like, well, hopefully I learned to like this person. Hopefully I learned to love this person. But we're going to make sure that what we're building here is going to stand. Yes. Now we just kind of jump in and know what we're together. We have kids and let's go ahead and just make it happen. And yeah, you know, I fought myself for that part because later on, after a conversation was had, that's not what the other person wanted at all. Mm -hmm. The other person was fine living a single life, living in their own space and doing their own thing. If that had been stated from the jump, you, you, you can respect somebody when they tell the truth. Absolutely. You can't respect somebody when they tell you the truth after a decade. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, at this point, it's so far gone. It's like, wow. You could have stated that from the front. You could have stated that from the jump because I can respect you, but hurt or not hurt, I can respect truth. 
Mm-hmm. But you know I mean? think that's something that we've uh, we've that's something that we've said recently. We we had this conversation um, actually in, in the last episode dating and children about being honest and respectful in dating. And I think part of that is it should have never even gotten to in this case, it should have never even gotten to an engagement. Because if you always, if you as the woman or the man, whomever you have to be, if you know that you don't aspire to marriage, then that's something that needs to be stated. And I think that's that's an issue that I know I've seen in online dating because I've done it. So I, I definitely understand what Beacox is saying about, you know, all of that. People say a good line, but that's not really what you're looking for. Don't be on Bumble, coffee beets, bagels, pick, you know what I mean? Eat harmony. When you really want to be Tinder, like go to Tinder. Just go to Tinder. If you really want to be on Tinder, be on Tinder. Don't bring Tinder over here. Um, And I think that's a big issue. And also, too, I'm sorry, I laughed because I know nothing of this. And also, (laughs) to both of your uh, points, though, is I think. Well, at least to Marshall's point, I think part of it was also with arranged marriages versus now is it's not the cultures that have arranged marriage are about the community as a whole. Mm. And they're about building a foundation for the community to move forward. And even with arranged marriages, I want to be very clear that an arranged marriage, it just means we are putting you together. It's no different than your friends hooking you up as Beacock said he went through, we've all gone through. You can still say no. Then you can, you, you're not, it's not forced marriage. That's the difference. Forced and arranged marriages are two very different things. And I think they like to be portrayed as the same. They're not. And I feel like the problem with today is that immediate, you know, gotta that immediate gratification and satisfaction. And if you don't do what I want to do, then I'm out. And people are quick to pull the plug. And a lot of it is because it's rooted in feelings. And I'm not saying that you should not feel anything for this person that you're going to be with, but it's the reason that people are like, oh, I don't love you today. I loved you so much more two weeks ago. I don't love you as much as I did then. So maybe I should get a divorce. Oh, I don't love her like I loved her three, three months ago because she gained a little weight. So I'm gonna go cheat. People, too much of that versus, okay, this is a problem. Marriages have ups and downs. Let's figure that out. And I think that's yeah. that's one of the big and issues. It is. And so and- that that's what I feel is is what's lacking. But I did have I had a question for the fellas. But I, I'll let you say what you had to say. Oh, no, no, I I come. I, I'm just agreeing with you and just kind of piggybacking on that. I think a lot of that and what you are speaking in reference to has a lot to do with your counsel. Um, it's speaking to the arranged marriage part when they do agree, their counsel, like you said, is community based. So a lot of their counsel are parents, people, uh, elders, people who have wisdom on those things, you know, who can speak and attest to the feelings that they have, the doubts, the issues, the, the whatever it is to say, hey, I understand this. This is normal X, Y, and Z. We can talk this out to seek that wise counsel. I think right now in, in this modern day, modern day world, Wise counsel is very uh, limited. Slim. Limited, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So very with, limited. Yeah. So with with that, and then what the media portrays 
oh, just leave them, girl. Or you ain't got to take that. <laughs> and no, you don't have to take that. So anybody listening, I'm not telling you to stay in a, an extremely toxic situation. What I am saying is if it's something that can be fixed, if it's an issue that can be addressed with proper counsel, then seek that first. Um, like ex- explore all your options within that commitment first before you just jump up and go, girl, I'm out because you didn't. And I don't want, I don't like, I don't really like the term thug it out in reference to relationship, but because you didn't work at it. You didn't chime away at it. You didn't, you didn't put in that, that hard work. And yes, marriage is work. And mm-hmm. dating is work. Mm-hmm. Let's stop thinking dating is honeymoon phase. It's not. Dating, mm-hmm. true dating, true courting is work. It because is. if you're truly courting and truly dating or truly dating um, someone, you are working to find out who this person is, to find out how we can work together. You, you are learning. So it's, it's a whole process. So I think just overall, the view of it need, needs to be the perspective of dating, courting, being engaged, and marriage in itself needs to be truly evaluated and also shown some grace. To be honest with you, I feel people put so much on being married or sticking relationships and this is that and the other, but it's so much grace that is involved in marriage, in relationships, in dating, even in a friendship, you have to allow that person to grow. So you have to allow mistakes. You have to allow comebacks. I'm sorry, you do. You have to allow those things. So uh, allow grace in, in those things. Um, just, you know, piggybacking off what you said. But yes, we want to hear your questions. I'm sorry, guys. I know this yeah, is a very, okay. very heavy uh, topic for our yeah. listeners. But we hope that you're like really gaining some knowledge from these guys. That, like, listen, ladies, these are two very, very wise young men. Just just telling you their genuine experiences. So I, I hope that you're able to grab some nuggets from this and take it and implement it where you can. If you can't, it's fine. It's just good information to have. So I have a question and it's got kind of like an A part, B part situation. Oh. <laughs> Y'all know I come with A's and B's. Oh, here we go. So you might want to take point, a point. <laughs> <laughs> so to the point of to Michelle's point about counsel, I think a lot of it is because in those cultures and communities, because you have everybody's married, like everybody having kids is married. So you have someone to ask. So my first question to you all is, did you well, I know I know the answer for Marshall Casimir, but because did you come from a two-parent household so that you saw that because I think that's important to note it's hard to it's hard to ask somebody about marriage if they've never been married including your parents it's like asking well what's college like if they've never been to college so college yeah (laughs) so where (laughs) you know did you come from two parent households that's that's one I did um what what made you want to get married? And here, and I know that Michelle asked this question earlier, but let, let me clarify my, my version of this question. Mm-hmm. Society shows a lot that men don't want to get married. 
Like yes. there's, we had this whole conversation once before about all of the wedding cake toppers where women are dragging men to the altar. Like it's this fight to get there. Like women are always, I want to get married. I don't. And guys are like avoiding it like the plague. And I think that's part of the reason that we have the issues that we have. And that's why it is actually very comforting to hear you because, you know, say, this is where I'm at. This is where I was from. I know this sounds feminine by society standards, but this is how I feel. Um, so my question to you is, you know, did you always want to get married? I guess is my question. Like, did you know when you were a child, like, this is what I want? Because again, marriage is drilled into girls at the age of like five. Like we have baby dolls. You get baby dolls, you get all of this stuff. You grow up like, you know, A plus ABC, one, two, three, get married. Like that's, that's <laughs> what it is. Like it's, that's the line that you are told <laughs> as a woman, as a female. I don't think guys are told that. At least society does not say that explicitly the way that it does. You know, y'all are taught ABC, one, two, three, get a gun and join the army, be the dude, be strong, be the, like, it's that, you know, Man, get a we job. We're to put out this here mixtape, okay? Those are my two questions. Did you come from a two-parent household? How much, and if so, how much did that influence you? And did you always want to get married? So I guess that's an ABC question. I'm about to say that was like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's how my mom um, works. I have, I have a lot. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I caught it all. Um, yes, I came from a two-parent household. Um, my parents have been married now this year, 42 years. Um, so look, look, uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to cut you off. My parents have been together. I am almost 40 years old. My parents are finally getting married in September. <laughs> Oh man, so they've been together exactly. for years. So. Yeah, but they. Yeah. Can we call it together? <laughs> Look, let me tell you. And that's a wife for another time. No, <laughs> no, we're not. We're not doing that. We're, I'm not. I know, but I'm just so. saying. Like, listen to forty this, forty that. I was like, look, yeah. it would have been forty, but. <laughs> <laughs> Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm good for digression. That's just how my brain works. Sorry. <laughs> it's all good. Um, yeah, my parents have been married for 42 years now. Um, I, as far as whether or not, how did that influence me? I think the conversation was always had between, I think, you know, not just my sisters, but then also myself as well. Well, just a little background. I come from a West Indian uh, background. Like my family's from the Caribbean. Um, so in that culture, a couple of things are very important aside from the different things that men and women are supposed to do. But when it comes to family things, you know, getting married and having children and starting a family and building a legacy are a big part of that. Now, whether you do that, if you're married or if you don't do that, and you're not married and you know, you have situations, especially in a lot of Caribbean countries, like almost everywhere where you have men that have multiple families, a lot of different places, you know, so that is commonplace where I'm from in a lot of the Caribbean. Um, but it was always sort of like, you know, yeah, I mean, this is what you do. You find a girl, you know, a girl that you like. I mean, in very simplistic terms as a child, your girl that you like, you get married, y'all have kids. And I kind of think I always wanted that. 
And when I got older, I wanted to strive to that. But as I got into my twenties, I was just like, all right, man, well, I'm just trying to see what's out there. You know? Um, I mean, any guy in his early twenties, I mean, there are some guys that will decide to settle down early. I mean, I had one of my friends that got married at 19 and him and his wife are still married today. They have seven kids. Um, you know, so it's, yeah. So it's, it's, so some guys that's the, that's outside of the norm, but most guys are trying to, you know, be out here for a little bit and do their thing. Um, I think I kind of fell out of love with the idea of marriage the more I got into my twenties and when I got into my thirties. And I think literally before I met her, um, before I met my soon to be wife, I think I was at the point where I was like, all right, well, you know what? I think I'm about ready to give up on this marriage thing. I, I think, think I'll be okay if I don't get married. You're like, you know, I think we all have been, you know, yeah. it sounds like a lot of what well, I know. I, I, I I'm there right now. I'm about to say, mm-hmm. I, I know Siobhan's there right now. And she mm-hmm. definitely makes clear if you guys listen to the uh, previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was there when my husband and I like started dating. Like it was a whole thing where I was like, I had been celibate for uh, like some time. Like it, it was a thing. And I was like, I don't want to bother. So, mm-hmm. and I think that that's funny that you hear that a lot from a female. Oh, I don't, I was over it. I don't want to deal with it anymore. X, Y, and Z. And then boom, they find their guy. Very cliche, but it does happen. So to hear a guy say he had those feelings, it's refreshing. And it's, it's um, unfortunately not common, but it's good to know that for guys, sometimes it's like that where you guys go, look, it's some trash women out here. And, <laughs> and I don't I, I, I think I'll be okay by myself and, and not be okay by myself so I can go out here and do the typical like male home thing. But I'll be okay by myself because it's genuinely some trash women out here and yeah. I don't have time for it. So uh-huh. to hear you have a standard, you know, you know, and, and you you were like, look, yeah. Yeah, this this is not gonna make it. So yeah, yeah it's refreshing. It's definitely I, refreshing. And I a find, sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah, I, I find that having been out here for a little while before I met my soon-to-be wife, that you'll find that there are a lot more men out there that felt like the way that I did. And there's also a lot of women that tend to be the opposite of what we expect women to be out there. Yes. I mean, when I tell people when you're in the trenches, you discover a lot of things about how things are out there. <laughs> and a lot of the things will surprise you because what society will tell us is that women do this and men do this. Mm-hmm. Women are this way and think this way and men think this way. Mm-hmm. That's the popular thing to say. Yep. Like I always like to say, right? People can write about wars, but until you've been on the trenches and actually experienced the battle at the front lines, you really don't know what's and going on. And come back from it, you don't. Exactly. You don't. <laughs> really don't know what's going on out here. So, mm-hmm. so I, I had almost said I was gonna, I was gonna give up, but deep down, I've always wanted to get married. I've always, because to me, family and legacy is important to me. Like I want to be able to continue my family's legacy for those of us. I mean, you know, as any people of African descent, I'd say it's important for us because that should be important for us to continue our legacy no matter what. Absolutely. But, um, but that was always important to me and I had to wait. And to be quite honest, when I tell people, you know, I'm actually glad that I waited you know, and waited until I was mature enough, um, until I was ready, until I was um, 
ready to make the sacrifices that needed to be made in order to make a marriage work. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's the same way. So a lot of the things that you kind of go through when you have people that are about to get married, we didn't really go through because we were kind of mature to sort of learn how to deal with all the background noise noise and this and that, you know, when you know how to be able to manage that and filter that out before you even, you know, it makes things a lot easier than when you have two people that know how to communicate with each other, have two people that actually like each other. And I mean, it makes things a lot easier. You know, you know, and I I like to, I wanted to piggyback when it's somebody said, someone said uh, earlier, like Kaz said this earlier, you know, loving somebody is one thing, but liking them is something completely different. Mm. Um, You know, like Kaz, you know, me and Kaz have a homeboy and, you know, he just actually went through a divorce and, you know, I'm kind of like thinking like, you know, I was talking to my lady and I was like, you know, I don't think they actually like each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that they like, I don't know that she likes him or that he really likes her. Like, I mean, it's one thing, like you said, I love you to somebody, but I don't think they like each other too much, man. I cannot stress enough how important it is that if you're going to marry somebody that you at least like them. Mm. I mean, and not just like them just a little bit, but like them a lot. <laughs> I mean, cause that's important, right? You're sleeping with this person. You're getting up with them in the morning, you know, you're cooking breakfast or dinner with them. They're, you know, they do things. You see them cry. You see them go through their struggles. You see them. I mean, it's the, the best of times and the worst of times. Right. So, you know, love is one thing that's going to get you through. But if you don't like that person, then, oh, boy. Right. You know, you know name somebody that you didn't like that. You ended up, things ended up working out for y'all. Mm. Right. So, so, yeah, I've always wanted to get married. Um, I didn't really look to my parents because, like, you know. Sorry. You know, I had old thoughts. Yeah. I was like, you know, you know how many relationships I had that started with me saying, I don't yeah. like you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, my parents weren't really the model. Um, I mean, my parents, like Kaz said about his, same thing. They've had their ups and downs. But what I've learned about my parents is that after all the stuff that they've been through, I knew that, you know, after all these years, they, they really can't be without each other. You know what I'm saying? Even after all the stuff they talk and nah, 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 yeah, nah, yeah. you know, yeah. they, oh, they talk, they talk all that stuff. And I'm like, man, look, y'all. And you literally looking other. at them like, now you yeah. know. Right. Right. talk that foolish <laughs> they died and they were married. You know what I mean? Like, my grandparents talked that till the, the grave. You couldn't stand mm-hmm. him to the grave and you loved him to the grave. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, no, no, yeah. I definitely get it because even with my parents, like, it was at one point when people were like, oh, your mom and dad are married. I was like, ew, no. I don't want my mother to marry my father. Like, do you see what I see? Like, that's absolutely <laughs> crazy. Like, why would she do, like, oh, why, would she, why would they do that? To me, it was so foreign. Mm-hmm. And again, that was me being younger. As I matured and I got older, when they started going through their things, I'm looking at them both like, ain't neither one of y'all going to Why? Mm-hmm. And so it, it is a maturity level there that, that has to exist for that. But I don't like my husband. I want to say, too, I feel like, to your point, <laughs> to your point, because about loving and liking. Um, and then I'm gonna let Kaz, you know, answer my answer, my answer your A B C D C D E F X Y Z element O P to the second power. Repeat. I got you. I will just say that I think, and I was thinking about this the other day when I was listening to music. I think part of the problem to B Cox's point is loving versus liking. People don't even know what love is anymore, really. 
Um, I think people listen to like if you listen to the radio and the songs that we have now because what you no. hear on a, what you hear on a regular influences you. So what you hear on a regular influences you, and so you're constantly hearing. I love, and this is no lie, a lyric in a song somewhere. I love you because you don't get mad when I sleep with other chicks or you let me sleep or whatever. So people at this point have, and I let him hear this song, so I'm not making this up. I heard it. I'm like, people in this generation, ours being start, maybe being the start and it getting worse is sex and love are not the same thing. They can they can be related, but they are not always. And so I think that's the issue. People are having sex with people they don't even like, but you feel so in love because you as a man and a woman are opening yourself to a lot of risk and things when you do this. So you are opening yourself up physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually to somebody that you don't even like. And so because you get the, that endorphin rush that sex gives you, which is that high, which mimics love. But again, if you eat too much chocolate, the same emotional responses same emotion. go off. So you're getting that response. And now you love someone you don't like. Like mm. that's that mm-hmm. I would, I just want to put that tidbit. No. But so my questions, Marshall Casimir, were, um, were your parents married? Mm-hmm. Right, they they were. We know mm-hmm. we are forty four years come. And did you always? How much did their marriage influence you? And did you always want to get married? I can't necessarily. I can't say that I always wanted to get married, but I always only wanted one woman or girl at the time. I only wanted to deal with one. Marriage was kind of important, but loyalty was more important. Mm. Because to me, the three L's, to me, the three L's are like love and loyalty. Okay. Because love can get you killed. Love can get you killed. Love can cause you to lose if you don't understand it or if you misinterpret it as something else. You know what I mean? Like. Mm. Like is okay, because if you love somebody, then either you have to, I'm not going to say you have to like them, but try to learn to like them or like something about them. Yeah, you can learn to like something about them. I'm going to tell you right now, I got a homeboy that I barely talk to, maybe once a year, maybe once every two years. But this dude called me up and was like, hey, it was doing Katrina. My father is lost down there. All right, what do you need me to do? We're going to find them. We went to find them. Loyalty. We have been loyal to each other. But there is a level of love because we've known each other for a lot of years, like second or third grade. All right. We had a falling out that we couldn't necessarily move past. Like part of that clipped our relationship. But the loyalty never left because if he calls me today and says he needs me to come, I'm there. Because he's only going to call me if he absolutely needs me to come. That means I have done it's, everything I could yeah, I before I called every you. Other source that yep, I have. Every, I've used every other source, resource, whatever, and it's done. Loyalty is something that you look for, and it should come with marriage. I'm loyal to my spouse. I'm loyal to my husband. I'm loyal to my wife. I'm loyal to this family. But it doesn't always happen. I saw that with my mom and my father. 
They were always loyal. That doesn't mean they didn't mess up. That doesn't mean that they didn't have ups and downs, but they were loyal. My father had this one rule, we're not going to bed mad. Mm. We're not going to bed hating each other. Whatever mm. we have to do to just make it level right now so that we can sleep well. He didn't believe in going to sleep with negative energy because it could manifest. That's how he felt. That's what I wanted. I wanted that loyalty. I wanted that commitment. I wanted somebody to say, okay, I don't like what you did or, you know, I didn't mean to do what I did, but let's try to work this out because I'm loyal to this. I want this to still be, let's see if we can get past this because let's be real. We're human. Things are not going to work out the way that we plan. Things are not, we could write it out on paper all day long and put it in stone and everything. It's still not going to work out like that. I wanted that loyalty. So it wasn't the marriage. It was the loyalty. Marriage came because I thought that was how you get loyalty. I thought that's what it takes to do it. You know, like at this day and age, marriage is not as important as it used to be. I'm not going to say that I completely opted out. I'm not looking for it anymore. There's a difference. I'm just not looking for it. You know, I'm 40 years old now. They say 50 is over the hill, and I don't want to be dating up to 50. You know, I got less than 10 years before I hit 50, and I don't want to waste that time trying to learn this one, trying to do this, trying to whatever. I want to... What's already established, I want that to grow and, and mature to whatever it's going to be. Like, that's the best way that I can state that. I know that loyalty exists, and that's why I appreciate it. So it's not really about the marriage part anymore. It's that. And I think that's what I've always looked for. It's just that I've misinterpreted it, and I took that as if you get married, this is what comes with that, instead of building the foundation first. And notice I keep saying foundation, foundation, foundation. If you have a great house with a weak foundation, it's going to fall, period. Yeah. You know? Prettiest tree out there. This thing is standing. But you know what? We keep seeing it leaning because the foundation, you know, the, the, the soil the is, is, weak. The water is soil not stable. Is it's going to fall. Mm. So, and I realize that having that strong foundation doesn't mean that you're together. It doesn't mean that you're, uh, that you're married. It doesn't mean that you're boyfriend and girlfriend. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, we just instantly had it. It's something that you have to work. It's something that you have to build yourself. It's something that you have to constantly pay attention to. You know? Okay, so you just brought up. Go ahead. Right. Now, I mean, that's also where I'm, you know, because I've actually, like, I watched my parents. I watched my parents. I watched how the relationship changed. You know, when I was younger, it was different. My father's job was different. My father's lifestyle was different. You know, he went from, you know, he went from, and I'm not going to call him an alcoholic biker, but let me tell you what, this man could hold his liquor. And I've seen him drink people under the table to the point where it's like, are y'all serious? You know, I've had two bottles right here. What are you doing? And still be able to have a steady hand and get on a bike and shoot straight down the road. Mm-hmm. That man has been away from a bike for, let's see, I think I was 10, mm-hmm. 10 or 12 the last time he rode his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I think I was eight or nine the last time he had alcohol mm-hmm. because he realized that the two of them was destroying the foundation in his house. Mm-hmm. The wow. two of them was always given that wobbly leg or whatever was going on because every time he left the house on a bike, there was a chance he wasn't coming back and destroy everything he built. Mm. Every time he took a sip of alcohol, there was a chance he wasn't coming back. So he put those to the side. 
You know, some people can regulate it. Some people can't. That was his way of regulation. I've watched how he went from hanging out with the guys to being a deacon in the church. Mm. You know what I mean? To actually ministering now. You know what I mean? Like, this is how, you know, he did what it took to solidify what they had, to make that strong foundation and to keep going because he was loyal to what he started. So that, you know, that's like the best way I can explain that. So in the world of today, you made a statement where you feel that marriage is not as important. Why do you feel that it is? Mm. Um, I can it depends on your reason for marriage if you're getting married just to say I'm Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Turner Mr. and Mrs. Smith then no that's not that's not where it's at well, well we know that but just based off your statement in reference to what, why do you feel that marriage isn't important for me, it isn't. I'm not going to say for anyone else, but for my life as it mm-hmm. exists, I'm not about the marriage, more so being about the commitment. Because you so, can have that commitment without marriage. Okay. So if that's the case, define marriage. What is marriage? Marriage, I don't know the true definition of marriage, <laughs> but I do know it's a legally binding contract. That it is. Well, yes, that we is, know that it's a legally binding contract, but we're not talking about contraction. We're talking about the definition of marriage itself. What is marriage? The marriage when they when marriage was presented, marriage wasn't presented because of a contract. That's not what it is. So this is the definition that I have pulled up of what marriage is. The legally or formally recognized union of two people as partners in a personal relationship. Historically, and in some jurisdictions, specifically a union between a man and a woman. Again, here's what I here's what I will say as far as what is marriage. (laughs) Well. That depends a lot on you. That depends a bit on your society because for a long time, and I say that because let's be real that homosexuals can get married now. There was a whole fight for that mm-hmm. for years. We were all around when that fight went down and where mm-hmm. it was no, because a marriage is a union between a man and a woman. So I will just say that the definition of marriage socially and there were other things that has has changed, but I will say that marriage in its in the reason it's legal or formal is because before it was about legal, it was about formal. If you go to the Bible's version of marriage, it was formally two people being acknowledged as being together by the society. If you look at it now from a legal perspective, it is the state acknowledging that y'all are together legally which is why different states even have different marriage laws of how old you can be what you have to have all of that stuff Mm -hmm. so 
I get that he was saying, you know, marriage for him is not as important as a commitment. And given what he's been through, I, I definitely understand that. I would no, say no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying no, that no, no. But game. I'm saying for the definition. So though that's the definition, and that is the origin. The origin of marriage was more of a formal society, social recognition back in the biblical times, which then became a formal recognition recognition by the state. If we're talking the United States of America, by the state and between a man and a woman and then it evolved to being acknowledged by the state of any two people there's also in new york and a lot of states got rid of it i think every state except maybe one but by this point i think they all got rid of it common law marriage because for a long time honestly had your parents lived in new york they'd have been married after seven years regardless because common law marriage that was my dad's like ultimate defense when i was younger i knew what a common law marriage was before and just about the time i knew how to write my name because my father was like well we married because you know we've been together for x y and z you know, we common law. And also, what is that? So, out of but I'm just saying, seven, but I, I mean, I mean a lot of states got rid of it. And a lot of, the reason a lot, the reason a lot of states got rid of it was basically because of gay people. Like, let's just be flat. But they got rid of common law marriage uh, because it wasn't, most laws, most states didn't legally state man and woman. They just basically said two people living together and it was assumed man and woman. It's more in New York, I know it was seven years and you had to have like joint property together, like rent an apartment or something, both of your names mm-hmm. on the lease. It was that kind of thing. Um, so I'll just say that that is what marriage is. Now, I've seen some janky marriages. I've seen a lot of marriages ending in divorce personally. So I will say that I understand. I think marriage, to the point that marriage is not what it used to be, I will agree to that for the sake of this. I think marriage has not, has, marriage has lost a lot of what it used to be because people are not willing to work for it anymore. There it is. it's just been demoralized it's been demoralized but through that it loses it loses Mm -hmm. i don't want to say it loses value but it loses value that's what that's what it is it absolutely loses value and that's the fact that people associate marriage with a depreciating view yeah but that's because of what people don't put into it anymore. Right. When my parents got married, when my grandparents got married, people worked, they pushed. But with all of the, as you say, oh, he did that, girl, leave. Oh, he did that, oh, girl, leave. All mm-hmm. the, Or even, man, she did that, homie. I don't know why you put up with that. You know, it's a whole bunch of other fine chicks out here. You don't have to do that. You know what, my, my, my brother, you don't have to deal with that. Right. Everybody has become that. And be, with divorce being so high, it depreciates marriage because it gives people the quick out and people are ready to take that out. And it's, it's, it's easy to get easy to get a divorce these days. Like really doesn't take much. It takes more to get, it takes more to get married and stay married and be married than it does to get a divorce. So, and as I said earlier, with the society and the culture we're in being of instant gratification and all of the likes and everything from social social media. And I'm not saying that it's just that, but that mentality of what everybody else thinks about me and my relationship is important. And I got to be hashtag relationship goals. And if this man can't get me a thousand likes and followers for my relationship goals, and I got to go find this one. All this attention that people are seeking outside 
whether outside of themselves, that's why depression is on the rise, or outside of their relationship, that's why infidelity and, 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 and marriages has lost a lot of value. All of this need for attention and validation from others and them mm. has caused a lot of stuff to fall. Marriage and and that's validation. And that's yeah. why. That's that part validation. of the reason why. That's part of the reason why marriage, marriage itself, the title, the the actual event of joining the two together. If I can get everything that supposedly comes with marriage, or that you expect to come with marriage, without marriage, marriage is not as important to me as what it should. You know, the uh, action is more important than the word. Right. Right. Ready to love, like, be loyal, commitment, companionship. Like, if you still want to do that, but it's just minus the marriage, I'm good with that. I don't have to have the marriage if I get, you know, and I'm willing to do the same. If it takes for us to get together and it's like, okay, look, we've gotten to this point. If we have all that and then we say, hey, Let's go ahead and get married. Let's make that. Let's get yeah, married. See, let's make this legal. That's what I have a problem because to me that sounds like the song. We ain't getting no younger. We might as well do this. Mm-hmm. What you mean? Mm-hmm. On a different. That's level. what it sounds if, like. Honestly, if, it if does. We, we built, have all of this. We built this. All right. We might as well get married. What? No. But see, but see, but this is where I don't want you to take away from what I'm saying because maybe the way that I presented it is taken away from it. But my thing is. If you're at that point where you, like, without thought, you die for a person. And I say that because Shooter comes in right now and he aims a gun, instant. It's, it's instant. It's without thought. Mm-hmm. Because that love, that commitment, that loyalty is there. If I have that minus the marriage, I'm fine. If you want to get married, I'm still open to it. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to or like to what i'm saying is that this day and age is so much for it right i'm not searching for marriage the title i'm searching for what comes with it and you can have marriage if it's that's searching what for the with. true definition of marriage that's yes. why i asked you what is marriage because everything you just described is, is marriage union? i'm not talking about the webster def- def- definition right. of the union a right. marriage is exactly what you just described so in actuality you are looking for marriage. You're just not looking for marriage in the definition of the Webster, the Webstorial definition of it. And that's the problem that I see with this society. We are so, oh, well, that's what this means. And, and we try to box things in or we take things out of what their original meanings were mm-hmm. and to construe it and to make it into what we want. So with, with people making it to what they want and then saying, well, well, this is that's what this is. But I want X, Y and Z because the, 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 just to make themselves seem more important or make their view look X, Y, a certain way. And it's like, baby, but well, what you're describing is exactly what that's supposed to be. Right. So it's make of, it make sense. It's to me. I'm one of those. I'm one of those. Make it make sense. That doesn't make sense to me. Call it what it is. Right, right. But it's wanting, it's wanting it without wanting it. It's wanting the union without wanting or without requiring the legal or the formality. So it's both. It is both. Because and I understand that's what my point of view at that point goes. See. If you can, if that's what you want, 
you don't want the legal part. So you want to do this, but you don't want the legal part, but you're already doing it. So what's wrong with the legal part? Oh, no, I'll answer that, but I want to hear what, what Beacox has to say. So this is what I have to add on this whole thing about, you know, contract, because I've, I've, I have helped people that have been with, with partners and they've been together for years. They have children, they have property, they have stuff, but they're not married. Um, I have one in particular friend of mine, her and her uh, child's father, um, her, uh, they're basically, if there was common law, they would be common law. Why? They own a property together. They have two sons together. Their sons are in middle school and high school. Um, they name each other in each other's wells. They're beneficiaries in each other's life insurance policies. They have all the stuff you talk about when it comes to the paperwork. The only thing they don't have is a marriage certificate. Okay. That's the one thing that I think a lot of people are sort of wary about, which is kind of weird, but I understand because mm -hmm. some people just don't see the point in, in it for some reason, which is fine. Because as you mentioned, Kaz, this is really a two-part thing. It's the like, the loyal, the, the loyalty, um, you know, all that stuff that you want, the commitment, everything else. But the one thing that I have to say about people is that um, if you're not going to get the certificate, at least make sure paperwork is done somehow, some way. Because right, what right, I've seen right. a lot of times is that I've seen there have been men and women who have gotten together with each other and specifically with men and women, because that's, you know, just the examples that I know where someone has passed away. Um, paperwork hasn't been right. Either the will wasn't updated or the will wasn't, uh, they didn't have a will or things when it came to the life insurance or there was no life insurance or anything else. And it's like, you spend this life together. You wish not to have a marriage certificate or anything. That's fine because you, this is the, the life that you all chose for each other. But sure. in the meanwhile, what you should do is make sure that the other one is taken care of should something happen because that's part of the commitment. Right. You know, right. and you don't need a marriage certificate to do that. No, but you no. need to have. But you do have to have your papers and your affairs. You gotta have your papers. And I'm agree with and and that's that's a problem for our people. That's a whole nother episode. Like having yeah. your affairs and um, yeah, so, so so for some people, when I talked to my friend, I was like, Well, y'all did all that. I mean, y'all might as well get married. It's like, well, y'all get married one day. She was like, Maybe like when the kids are grown. She said, you know, when the kids are grown, maybe when the last one gets out of high school and goes to college, maybe we'll get married then. You know? To me, that's but, that's that's and that's what I'm saying. That and it may just be me. Yeah. I don't understand. If you yeah. will literally sit down, have yeah. a wheel. Yeah. Power of attorney, X, Y, Z. This is, you'll have all this other paperwork, but because it's a marriage license, yeah. you don't want it. That's, that's foolery. That's dumb. I'm going to be honest. Like this. Um, knowing how much goes into like the, the full legality behind marriages, I'm not saying that I'm against it. I don't want you to think that. And yes, I'm definitely, it could be on the table, but my search has changed because both people have to want to be married Absolutely. and both people have to want to commit on that level. Mm -hmm. Now, if we are and we're committed, it becomes our option. I don't require the marriage. And if you don't require the marriage and we're okay with this, and as long as we're okay with that, fine. If you require the marriage and I require the marriage and this is where it's at, it's on the table. I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is I'm not out searching for marriage, but I am out searching for a that serious relationship. Yes, that serious relationship, that commitment. Someone to share my time with the good, the bad, somebody that's and especially the bad, because the bad is going to be there. You the have to be committed to somebody 
And that's what I run into, that most people are there for the good and the great, but once the bad and the worst hit, ghosts. Don't get tough. You know, These right. bellas get the running. Mm-hmm. Get you the got somebody, when you got somebody that's like, oh, shoot, it's pushing me back, and they with you like, I got you, I got you, I got you. You know what I mean? Like, even if you both get beat up at the same time, but you're there, that's what I'm looking for. I think it's no different than... <laughs> It's just the other side of what Beacock said earlier. You know, he said when I was in my 20s, I was done. I wasn't looking for marriage. I was going, I was good to live by myself. What Marshall Kaz is saying is basically, look, at this age, at 40, at this age and stage, marriage is not my goal anymore. I've been engaged twice. Marriage is not my goal. My goal is someone who's going to be there. If marriage comes with that, great. If not, fine. The legalities don't matter to me at this at 40 is basically what he is saying, which is no difference, really. Well, it's different on the other side, but it's kind of like because when he was like, yo, by, by the end of my 20s, like, I don't even want, I don't want marriage. Like, I'm good being me, which I think is what a lot of guys get to. A lot of people, I won't even say that because I'm there. A lot of people get to, you know what? I'm good by myself. And if you here and we got this thing, we can do this, but... I don't need that legality. I don't need that formality. And if we go, and I, it's funny, we were watching, um, what's his name, Terrell? Rice, T-Rice, Terrell, Terrence, whatever his name Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We were watching him, and he had this guy on, and he was like, oh, I heard you're in a relationship. He said, no, 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 but we go together. And I like the way he broke it down. It made me laugh, but he was like, he's going through life, or they're going through life, I'm going through life, and we're just going through life together, together right now. Right. And I will also say that I know like my my great aunt and she got married like twice, even in like her 60s. Like good like woman, really? I, like I think people, depending on who you are, it gets to an age where it's like, yo, honestly, especially if you like yo, about it like 60s, 70s, dude, I'm on foot in the grave. Okay. Like we don't, if I'm just meeting you, we can just go together until one of us falls off. Like we don't have to get married at this age. I'm looking for that companionship, that partner because life was not built definitely as we talked about in the episode with Sean life is not built to go through by yourself everybody that's in their 30s and 20s at my job has a roommate like wow dude I, I didn't have one in Baltimore okay I made sure no 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 if I can't stand on my own this world is set up for codependency either you're dependent on a family member, you're dependent on a spouse, you're dependent on a stranger who's your roommate. That's how this is set up. And so I think once you get past a certain age, whether it's it's your 40s or your 50s or your 70s or your 80s, and it's like, yo, I really am not, I'm not even necessarily looking for the marriage. I'm just looking for the companionship, the the somebody, the somebody to spend my life with. And I'm not pressed about the paper. Okay, so it is 10 o'clock. And we could do this all day. Or we could just have another episode. Thank you. Or, because marriage is not a quick topic. Mm -mm. We know this. We don't choose these big, we choose big topics and bring them down. Mm -hmm. Um, But we still need to get through the wine and drink review. So I'm going to take this moment and say, so fellas, please give us your final thoughts and parting words. Um. Sure. So final thoughts. Um, I didn't think I was going to get married, but yet here I am and I'm excited about it. Um, I can't wait to go on this journey. Um, I really want to enjoy the journey with her. 
Um, it took me long enough to get here, but I'm glad that I waited and I'm glad that I waited for her. Um, but I'm ready to get rolling. But uh, other than that, to the fellas out there, you know, fellas and ladies, really, but especially to the fellas, keep your head up. And, you know, there's the right one out there for you if you're looking for. Her. Now, if you're not looking, then, hey, look, uh, you know, I don't really know what to tell you. But if you're out there looking, there's one out there for you. And you might have to go through a little hell and high water to get it. But, you know, if you're willing to wait and if you're willing to search and work, you'll find one that's worth it. And, um, that's pretty much it. But other than that, everybody keep their head up and be safe. And, you know, if I could plug real quick. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, if I could plug real quick, The Vault, of course, every Monday, 9 a.m., Raw Sex Podcast, every Friday morning. You can get, of course, The Vault on Instagram at uh, Vault CMR Podcast on IG and Vault Classic on Twitter. And you can get me on at It's Lesson on IG and Twitter, by the way. So follow your boy and follow the shows. All those handles you can find in the description below. So check them out. And thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. This was fun. I can't wait to do it again. Of course. And your final thoughts, sir. <laughs> um, first to be Cox again. Congratulations! You know you're my bro, you're my yes, homie, you're my close yes, friend. If you got a call, the cry, drink, encouragement, whatever, I got you. I promise you. And to everybody out there, I want to let you know I'm not against marriage. All right, <laughs> whatever, whatever works for you, just make it work. Be ready to again put the time in, commit, be loyal to what you've chosen. And I think that's what we forget once we get with someone. Also know that they are individual people. So there are certain things that they're going to have to find balance and you need to be there to ride for the good, the bad, the ugly, the pretty, the whole nine yards. I'm not saying that I wouldn't like marriage, but I don't want just the title without the substance. And that's what I mean by that. All right. And cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. What's happening with your clank? <laughs> oh my goodness, you always talk on my clank. Oh, wait. That's better. Yeah, I'm saying. Take my makeup brushes. Don't come for me. Okay. <laughs> and now that our glasses are empty, um, Siobhan, give us your wine review. Y'all know your love shop also. <laughs> and y'all know I read the Bible. So this oh is <laughs> the Castillo de Montserrat range is made in the special terrier, no, terroir, sorry, of Cariñena, where the unique soils and cool northern breeze called El Cierzo helped develop these intense fruit characters, which are the emblem of this wine. The grapes were coolly fermented and shortly macerated to make a soft, full-flavored wine with a dense color and well-balanced red fruit finish. To be drunk with all meat dishes or slightly chilled with any starter. Not for me. Okay, because here's the thing. I didn't really like this. Um, I don't know if I just don't like Granacha or if it was just this one, but uh, it was dry and bitter to me. Like, I'm not here for it. The color was pretty, yes. Okay, so they they're not lying, Castillo de Montserrat. You're very honest, but I'm not here for the for the taste. Like that was a lot to get through. So I'm going to have to give this a a uh uh. 
Yeah, a one point five. Sorry. Oh, oh wow. Um, I had it chilled. I wasn't moved. Michael, <laughs> your thoughts? I actually like it. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, yeah. nice. the whole body. It, because because <laughs> I'm a liquor drinker, so it kind of reminded me of liquor. It's actually kind of strong uh, to be a wine. Um, I actually enjoyed it. It is, um, it is bitter. It is 14.5% alcohol by volume. So it definitely is bitter, but it, to me, it was a nice bite. I actually liked it. I think I had like three glasses. I'm not going to lie. So I may actually add that to my personal collection, and at least I know she won't be drinking it. She won't drink it. <laughs> I won't touch it ever again. <laughs> so good. Oh, goodness. Well, thank you for that review on my uh, Vaga Italiana. Italiente. Italiana. Vaga Italia? Okay, whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> girl. Vaga Italia. Thank you. Pino Grigio. <laughs> I told you the story about it. Um, I like this wine. The Moscato was great. The Pinot is great. I wish they had a Chardonnay so that I could taste that one as well. I love this wine. And yes, I have a slight buzz and I'm okay with it. I want to give this a 4.5. There is no description on the back because for some reason my bottles never have them. <laughs> well, they, they, never right do. Then. they never do so that's all I have about my why review it was great highly recommended by me go get it um, and B Cox what were you sipping on and how was it oh so it's Bacardi O'Cart again once again uh, a special rum by Bacardi it's um, spiced you get hints of uh Definitely of some of oak, obviously, because of the name, it's aged in the oak barrels. Um, but you also get taste of cinnamon, um, a little bit of allspice. Um, and uh, I guess also on the back end gets you a little bit of clove as well. But it's very smooth to go down. Mm-hmm. Something like I said, you can enjoy just neat by itself. You can enjoy it with a cigar. You can enjoy it with dinner. Um, if you do chase it, I would recommend doing something very subtle like club soda or maybe even ginger ale if you have to. So, um, but definitely, if I'm giving this out of five, it's uh, um, definitely a five out of five. It's one of my favorites. So, let's check it out. All right. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the conclusion of this wonderful episode of A Little Something to Whine About, Whining with the Guys in Color, with your hosts, Ta'e Michelle and Siobhan Camille. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button below. Help us get to 100 subscribers. I think right now we're at uh, 15. Help us get to 100 subscribers. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Hey, if you want to join in on the conversation, comment below or follow us on Instagram. And you can find us at a little something, the number two wine about on Instagram. Once again, that's a little something, the number two wine about. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Soda.